Hi, everybody. This is Jay. And this is Mark. And we'd like to welcome you to Backstage Pass. Each week, we take you behind the magic and inside Disney history, pulling back the curtains and letting you see the Disney magic and history up close. With an eclectic mix of entertaining topics, humor, and tons of information and details, we want to keep you learning and smiling. So for this week, here is your Backstage Pass. Multimill presents Backstage Pass Theater, The Great Disney Train Robbery, Part 1. In this week's episode, Mark and Jay are relaxing in style as they journey around the Magic Kingdom of Disney World aboard the Roger E. Brogie. Their train is in for some unpleasant visitors and very unpleasant business. Little did they know what evil lurks around the next bend. There is nothing like riding around Disney World on the train. What a beautiful day. Hey, what does that whistle mean? Let, let me see that list. Let's see, one short whistle means attention. Uh, one long, one short, approaching station. Oh, here it is. One long whistle means stop immediately, emergency stop. Yep, we're stopping all right. Four long train whistle blasts means it's a train in distress. I wonder what's going on. All right. Uh, all right. All right, everyone sit down and shut up. Mark, what is going on? He's got a gun. All right, pipe down, pipe down. There's an important message for yous. Well, well, well. I trust you are all enjoying your train ride, no? I want you all to relax now on our little journey. This is your new conductor speaking. <laughs> so sit back and relax as we take a little shortcut, I know. I know that voice. You do? Yes, that is Hugh Neversall, one of the most diabolical fiends I've ever run across. He wants to destroy everything Disney, that rat. Hugh Neversall? But what is he doing on the train? Look, they're veering the train off the track. Yeah, there's some kind of track hidden in the woods with a switch. They're stealing the entire train. Neversall would love to get his hands on an entire Disney train. Here we go, into the woods. Hey, hey, uh... You sit down there or I'm getting rough. Jay, we need to stop this train and stop Hugh Neversaw. Let's think of everything we know about the Disney trains and we'll see if some of that information can help us put a stop to this evil, twisted plan. Right. The snaking, winding paths of the railroads that crisscrossed the United States were very similar to the rivers of Europe, arteries that fed the new industrial age. Disney was always fascinated with trains, his older brother Roy and his uncle both worked for the Santa Fe Railroad. One of Walt's very first jobs was selling newspapers and candy on Missouri Pacific Railroad trains out of Kansas City. 
he rode them often and even credited a train ride for the creation of Mickey Mouse. When Walt Disney Productions was successful, Disney built a 1 12th scale steam train at his house. He called it the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad. Built with the help of Roger Brogy along with Disney studio craftsman Ed Sargent and animators Ward Kimball and Ollie Johnston. Walt's steam engine, the Lily Bell, named after his wife, would travel the 2,600 feet of track around his Holmby Hills backyard, even going through a tunnel under his wife's flower beds. Walt had specially selected his home to accommodate his train. It was here that he developed the idea of the berm, the raised earthen embankment to shield the neighbors and to shut out the surrounding sites. Walt delighted in giving rides to guests and celebrities that would visit. As Disney considered the possibility of building a theme park, his early ideas always called for a train to run the park perimeters, even the plans for the small 11-acre Riverside Drive Park location. When Disneyland became more than just an idea, he began to plan for the special park trains to be constructed. An article on Mouse Planet says the rolling stock for the trains was built at a scale of approximately 5 eighths actual size, a size determined by actually drawing a full-size railroad car and then scaling it down so that the doors were only 6 feet high. The engines were smaller than actual size by the same 5 eighths scale, except that the engineer's cab was made slightly larger at 3 fourths to make it easier to operate the engines. All of the engines and rolling stock for the Disneyland Railroad were built at the Disney Studios in Burbank by a team headed up by Roger Brogy. With Walt Disney at the controls and in the cab with him, you may be surprised to know is the governor of the state of California and the president of Santa Fe, Mr. Gurley himself. And in the cars behind the 5-8 size train, you'll see the little boys and girls dressed in the foreign costumes of their countries because they are the children of the foreign consuls located here in Los Angeles. Now the track is a mile and a half around. The train runs about every 10 or 12 minutes. In fact, there are two trains. There's a passenger train and there's a freight train. And each one can take several hundred passengers. It takes about uh, six minutes to go around the track, which is built on a ramp that completely encircles Disneyland and cuts it out from the outside world. So once you get inside Disneyland, all you see are the various kingdoms. Now if you look on down the track, you see Mickey Mouse there at the controls. And that's an exact duplicate of the engines that ran over 50 years ago. You can see the conductor there with his brass buttons glistening in the sun, the arms of the children. Hello, Walt. Hello, Governor. Hi. Hi. How would the run go? Oh, fine, fine. The Governor had her around through Frontierland and then Fred Gurley there, he took her around. I picked her up and brought her in. Highballing in, boy. Hello, Walt. Governor. Glad to see you. Our Governor Knight of California, ladies and gentlemen, and Walt Disney, of course. The Disneyland Railroad is built on three-foot narrow-gauge track, and originally two trains could run in opposite directions with a passing track at the Main Street Station. After a near-head-on collision, the trains were both run in the same direction. Until 1974, it was sponsored by the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railway, during which time it operated as the Santa Fe and Disneyland Railroad. The train originally consisted solely of custom-built 5-8 scale equipment. Wed Enterprises constructed the original two locomotives in the Walt Disney Studios, under the supervision of Roger E. Brogy. Patterned after the Lilybell, these were also models of classic Wild West-style American 4-4-0s 
but built to a larger 5-8 scale. Number 1 was given a big wood-burning diamond stack and a large pointed pilot, or cowcatcher, while number 2 was given a straight stack and smaller pilot common to East Coast coal-burning locomotives. Three more locomotives were later acquired from outside sources since this was cheaper than building new ones and since many narrow-gauge lines were closing down and selling their equipment. All three were given extensive renovations before entering service, including new boilers. According to Wikipedia, passenger seating originally consisted of forward-facing bench seats in several rail cars. The 1958 edition of the Grand Canyon Primeval World diorama needed a change in the rolling stock. Instead of facing forward, the benches of the cars were changed to face right so that the diorama could be better enjoyed by the passengers. Today, the seating consists mostly of open-air, freight-styled coaches with bench seating still facing right for ease of loading and unloading at the depots and for easier viewing of the Grand Canyon Primeval World diorama. Five open-air sightseeing cars with forward-facing seats dating from the park's opening were removed from service shortly after the diorama's opening in 1958, but were returned to service in 2004 after undergoing a three-year restoration. One train set, the Excursion 3, still faces forward. The Lily Bell presidential coach is occasionally added to the rear of the train, as is an enclosed wooden caboose. In 2006, Disney added the first new steam engine in 47 years, the Ward Kimball, named after a legendary Disney animator. Mark, we have to do something to stop Hugh Neversall from stealing this train. Right. Here's what we're going to do. Will Jay and Mark be able to stop the evil Hugh Neversall and his gang from stealing one of the Disney trains? Listen next week as Malta Mill presents the conclusion of the Great Disney Train Robbery.